ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the infamous Box of Death. Welcome to the Crypt Keeper's Coffin, a Tales from the Crypt retrospective brought to you by Bat and Spider. Episode 62, Well-Cooked Hams. Is you know, I'm. Can we just stop rolling for a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because it's. What's worth talking about in this episode? <laughs> Tell me. Other than, okay. Well, the title. Billy we can Zane, talk about the Billy title. Zane's, we could talk about. <laughs> we could talk about the title. You know, that's my favorite thing to talk about. You'd love talking about hams. Um, when Melissa saw that this show title she asked if i came up with that well cooked hands and yes i probably would have um but i would have made sure it had anything to do with the episode unless yeah. i'm an idiot dale tell right. dale tell me i'm an idiot there's nothing to say i'm gonna i'm not even go- I, c- I can't even explain it like i can't even break it down and make you look like a fool this time why was it called well cooked hands yeah because what we have here is a story about magicians in like, uh, was it Paris? Gay Paris? Vaguely Europe? <laughs> vaguely. <laughs> it's vaguely in Europe. Europe. In like the 1890s, I think. Nailed it. You, I did hear you utter the words Billy Zane and he, I mean, he's a standout in this because he's the only one that didn't put on an insane accent. And for that alone, I would have put, I would have picked him up and put him in my next movie. I would have put him in <laughs> Tales from the Crypt Presents Demon Knight based on that alone. <laughs> it was almost like Billy Zane didn't want to be there on set. <laughs> because he's, he, it seems like retroact, it seems like he cared the less because of no attempt. Because like if, even if he was playing like, oh, he's the American he sound like in this world that they built, it's so exaggerated 1890s European and every every other character has the craziest, uh, most extreme accent, whether it's German or French or whatever. And he's just talking like Billy Zane from the from the nineteen nineties. You know, not even like trying right. like yeah. a mid Atlantic accent or whatever that was, or like talking right. like they do in old movies. No. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing yeah, from him. Right. <laughs> he's, just, he's just talking like Billy Zane yeah. would like it was 1992. Which, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I think some actors are just like that, right? Like, they're just like, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't do accents. And you know what? There's brilliance in there, Chuck. Yeah. It's 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 a brilliance. <laughs> uh, when, we're, when we're up against what? You know, I need... I need Matt H of H Industries uh-huh. to answer for Martin Sheen's crimes. 
We because have, I don't know. We have Billy Zane not showing up to work, but showing up to work. Coupled with Martin Sheen showing up to work three times. Now I will never tell. The box of death has been in my family for generations. Do you think that the box of death is worth dying for, old man? Oh, no, 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 please. No, I beg you not. No, please, don't I? And going, working overtime, uh, telling the makeup guy to do his best, uh, do his worst. <laughs> do uh, Oh, you got more latex in that bucket? More, please. Light more. on there. I, look, this is Mar- I'm Martin Sheen sitting in your chair. I'm going to need <laughs> okay. you to find another gear, as Jonesy would say. I'm going to need you to find another gear and slather me up. <clears throat> find another gear that's exactly what happened how about that i mean his second look that austrian or german uh magician he played boy with like the hunchback he's like bent over a crazy wig like <sighs> i i get i understand trying to coming on tales from the crypt getting your sillies out you know yeah. wanting to be wanting to be something that you can't be anywhere else mm-hmm. Exercise. The line has to be drawn, (laughs) (laughs) and I and I don't think we've seen the line, but Martin Sheen illustrated the line for us in this episode. Yeah, he he's he was an example of what could go wrong (laughs) if you're not careful with the line. Yeah, it was like watching like. I just watched Waiting for Guffman, and it's sort of like at the towards the end of Waiting for Guffman, the 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 one kid, his dad doesn't let him be in the musical, so the director of the play, the very eccentric theater guy, ends up playing that part, and that's what it kind of felt like. It felt like Martin Sheen just showing up to set, and like, no, I'm going to play three parts. Um, it was like just watching like your dad or something just like go crazy and just take over a thing, <laughs> yeah. you know. And not only did he put do a, a terrible Austrian accent, but he also didn't realize that the only thing he knew how to say is to call Billy Zane my darling. Darling. If I do say this, my darling, I'm I am here, and I'm showing you this box of death, my darling. Every sentence says my darling, and it's uh, you know there's got to be something else. The only time it really like I I was like oh this is a when when he was like the the crazy Austrian guy and he saw the knife behind Billy Zane's back in the mirror that was like the only time I was like right there with Martin Sheen I was like okay yeah I'm here with you he had he had this yeah. great look in his eye when he spots the knife and he's like Dalink what are you doing <laughs> and Billy Zane is a you know, <clears throat> Billy Zane is a f- super failing magician. And Martin Sheen as Zakhagen shows up and says, I want you to come see my act. I was watching your act. I want you, I just want you to come see my act. Yeah. He shows uh he shows off this box of death trick. An illusion, Michael. <laughs> and Billy Zane is in love with it and he needs it. So he murders Martin Sheen's Kragen character mm-hmm. to uh to get it. And even I mean, but even before this it, the, there's the implication that he he murdered Zor was it Zorbin, Zorbini, another magician, to to steal his act. So that's like where we start out. Is he's doing another right, guy's yeah. act very badly, 
and the crowds are just not there. His assistant quits, Greta. Uh, the Diabo cousin, Dabo cousin. Yeah. I gotta say, even on this uh, bad disc, I could see the likeness. I could totally see it. There's Dabo blood. Yeah, totally. Total Dabo. She's the great aunt, right? I think. It was something like that. It was like like second cousin. I don't know. I I don't know how to do that. What a pleasure to see a Dabo on screen. Yeah. I mean, not a a great role. Not much for her to do, but. Yeah. But it was a pleasure. Gosh, this episode, Dale. Roiling. (laughs) It's not, we're nine minutes and four seconds in and we're done talking about this episode. Frankly. Um, I mean, it, it. It confu it it did I didn't even understand it. Can you explain can did you understand it? Like so like yeah, he he kills two magicians to steal their act, but then it turns out both those magicians he killed are all Martin Sheen and he shows up at the end as a, a camera enthusiast from America trying to sell Billy Zan on the idea of photograph of filming his act and he can charge more than one <laughs> audience at a time to watch it. And then Billy Zane gets killed by the box of death. And then Martin Sheen comes up and changes into Kragen. And then he changes into <laughs> Zorbini. Zorbin. Zorbin. Like it was the plan all along. Like where did his plan start? That's what I don't get. Because I don't think there's like a story going on here. Like. Yeah. Right. Because they didn't. And why. And yeah. It, and why. What was the movie camera? What did that have to do with anything? It, it wasn't clear if he was getting revenge on Billy Zane because he didn't seem like he was. It, it was almost like Billy Zane's whole life was just to be killed on stage. And this was the final act. I don't know. I don't know. That's <laughs> that's more that's more of it because, um, you know, what. So what if Billy Zane had killed Zorbin off camera in the beginning? Yeah. And they just not pursued magic. Yeah. There would be no setup. Like, you know, uh, Martin Sheen's waiting for the next for the next act for him to debut his new act and he never shows up. It's like, well <laughs> Yeah, he goes I to guess be a I could stop hiding a cobbler in, in s- gay scary. <laughs> gay scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was an know, odd one. I, uh... an odd one and <laughs> really you know, Billy Zane, he's acting because he acts, <laughs> because he, it seems so natural that he was such a screw up and, yeah. you know, he was very uh, off the cuff, like he, his uh, face and his physical confusion with certain parts and stuff. He was really good at his role. He was. I'm a huge, yeah, I'm a Zaniac, so how I'll about, back him. Speaking of siblings, acting siblings, how what, what's his sister's name? Lisa Zane or something like that? She's in, uh, I think she's in Freddy's Dead. You serious? Oh yeah, I'm a fan of her. I didn't know she had. I didn't know that he had a sister. Yeah, let's look it up. Here's here's where you know the horror community uh, <laughs> ties my ankles up to a horse and they and they and they, they pull me down the road. You're going to horror jail. Yeah, Lisa Zane. Let's see what she was in. Yeah, uh, Freddie's dead. I could, I think that was like. Oh, she must have been a voice in Monkey Bone. Oh, of course, Monkey Bone. Oh, Femme Fatale '91. Yeah, Freddie's dead. I think that was like her big, big thing. Chuck, <laughs> Chuck, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm glad you know who Lisa Zane is, but I'm going through every one of these movie titles and there is nothing jumping out at me. I'm How sorry. do you know? That I don't know. Lisa I don't Zane... know. Uh, That's not an she answer. She did a lot of TV. I don't know how I know this. Probably just reading the Friday the 13th Wikipedia, you know, some night, okay. all night, and reading about every single actor. 
That's probably why I know this. I buy that because I can. I see you doing that. So yes. Okay. What else happened in this episode? <laughs> uh, there was one part you could see they when they Martin Sheen comes out of the shadows as Grajin. What's his name? Rajin. <laughs> Krajin. For the first yeah. time, they zoom in on his face, and you can see like that, like the the netting that has the fake hair on it, like plastered uh, to his chin. You can see that. I was like, I was surprised I could see it on the the high quality DVD we have. But Martin Sheen, I was. I mean, would you? Is this a case where you would, if you were interviewing Martin Sheen, you would only ask him about this? Episode? You know, that's a great question because last week. You know, I'm such a tool with social media, by tool meaning I don't use it as a tool whatsoever, but last week we had the, I mean, we had a great episode with Keith Coogan, Will Wheaton, <laughs> Jason London. Mm. I, I, at one point in my brain, probably when I was getting in the shower or something, I was like, man, I could tag these people in the episode notes, uh-huh. or I'd tag these people on social media just to, you know, because we talk so good about it. And I would like, if I were to see Keith Coogan... At the Mahoning drive-in, I would be like, loved your episode of Tales from the Crypt. Like, this is what I would, yeah. this is how I would pivot, right? Mm-hmm. I see Martin Sheen. Do I bring up this episode? <laughs> I mean, oh, sure, I could bring up Apocalypse Now like every other person on planet Earth. <laughs> My only other go-to would be this episode, and do I really want to go there? <laughs> you know? That's a great question. It, if I were like, if 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 I were like doing a Tom Green esque show, yeah, and he was on as a guest just to gauge his reaction, what, you know? I, I mean, but what if he lights up? What if he's like, oh, I had such fun because it, it seems like he he was way into this. You know, it's it's your theory, your tales theory of these actors getting to do what they wanted. You know, just doing something nutty because he went yeah, crazy with this. He did go crazy with it, and maybe that's maybe the, if he, you know what if if he lights up and you know I would probably lean into it a little oh, bit, yeah. at least a little. Oh yeah, you're a very nice guy in real real life, Dale. You would you'd be very you'd be very good to Martin I, Sheen. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> Martin, please, if you're out there, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Marty. The old 17-minute mark. <laughs> Is that all, Chuck? <laughs> Jesus. Well. Uh, God, I'm trying to think. Yeah, me too. It's tough sometimes. Do you have the Wikipedia up? Is there any trivia? <laughs> no, I look. There's zero trivia. Billy Zane also starred in Tales from the Crypt Presents Demon Knight, 1995. Coming up. What year? We're, we're on 93 already. I was surprised. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this episode came out October 93. Theoretically, right? Um, next uh, next epi- next season break, we do... Do we do Demon Knight? Or is there one more? Well, we did... No, because, I mean, we technically did those two. I mean, there were other ones we were talking about doing that were sort of tangentially related, but... I don't think they're really. I think we should do Demon Knight because there's Demon Knight, Bordello of Blood, and then that. Oh yeah, that uh, third one. That's Caribbean one. <laughs> yeah, not straight to about. video with Tim Curry. I think. Oh boy! Oh, and the Crypt Keeper has dreadlocks. <laughs> oh boy! Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh man! 
Yeah, that's right on the cover. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. I remember him. <laughs> it's like um, trading places. <laughs> Start with the Crypt Keeper. My dream would have you like go, like there's a new Tales from the Crypt movie in the theater. You're all hyped and going, and you think it's going to be like a Demon Knight or Bordello of Blood. But what if it's just the Crypt Keeper for an hour and a half going through a zany <gasps> adventure? All Crypt Keeper. Yeah. He just yeah. stays. He just stays on screen. <laughs> it would be like a new, yeah. It would be like an Elvira movie or a yeah. t- like a Crocodile Dundee movie. <laughs> it would just be this character, the horror host that never leaves, doing his little uh, one man show. I'd be into it. Yeah, like what what happens with the Crypt Keeper off camera? Oh yeah, his daily life. Yeah, like he, he does the whole opening with his shtick and everything, and then it, like we hear the director yell cut, and then we get a cool tracking shot of him walking through the set, yelling at people and cracking jokes and going to his trailer, and he like, yeah, starts eating yeah. peanuts or something. Right. He just, you know, he's like puts on Wingley Malmsteen to, uh, <laughs> you know, he like just throws on that. And... But he would be great. I mean, you could, you could imagine him, he could just be like, just make him like Don Rickles. Just everyone he runs into, he just makes fun of, like with and using ghostly puns every, you know, as much as possible. But he's tortured. He doesn't want to be alone. You know, when the it's the downtime, <laughs> yeah, that scares him the most. Yeah, he gets real down when he goes home. And he's yeah. faced with his bed that's huge, and there's no one no one to share it with. This huge bed bought with all that money. <laughs> he's got so much money. What if he just lives in like a really nice, like McMansion? <laughs> like it's yeah. not scary at all. Like it's it's just super clean. <laughs> right. <laughs> he tries to wave to the neighbors, but the neighbors keep their distance. You see yeah. his little feet coming out to get the paper in the morning. <laughs> they do a shot of just his feet walking because they can't show the whole body. <laughs> right. <laughs> You would be, uh, there would be some like super awkward ver- like ones of that, but at a real long distance, like if you would see uh, <laughs> like, it would be like Kermit riding the bike or. Yeah, it'd be like a little kid in a, in a skeleton suit. <laughs> He'd be way yeah. too thick. Oh my God. God, yeah. I'm getting my, my script writing software out, Dale. Man, you're going to be up all night. Mm. You had a nap earlier. You're going to be up. I'm ready. I'm ready to write this. Man. I'll put your name on it. Thank you. All right, Dale. What are we talking about next week? That's what I want to know. Yeah, good question, uh, Chuck. Next week, Creep Course. A bookworm is tricked by a jock and her devious etymology. No, etymology. A bookworm is tricked by a jock and her devious Egyptology professor to be the virgin sacrifice to an ancient mummy in the teacher's basement. Jeez, Louise, that sounds. Sheesh, another tongue uh, twister. Well, we got we got some headliners here, like it or not, with Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> yeah, Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is like older Anthony. This is 1993. Anthony's looking a little older. He, it, yeah, he's thickened up a bit, but he still he still looks still looks kind of boyish. He's still. Not his current yeah, form. He's, right. <laughs> and this is a Nina 
Nina Siamasco, um, Airheads, the American president, West Wing. She was in the West Wing. More Tales from the City. She's been in things, for sure. <laughs> Spoilers. Do you see the, if you scroll over one for the rest of the cast, do you see this even E. Roth who plays the mummy in this picture that's up for him? <laughs> oh, gosh. Jeez. Was There's a mummy. A, was this his only role? <laughs> the a, mummy makes an appearance. Oh, no, he's got a huge, he's been in tons of stuff. <laughs> really? As the mummy? As the mummy? <laughs> no. He's in Ride Me as Eric Stone and Livewire as Process Server. Oh. He's in Dead Heat as an end zombie. Maybe this is his thing. Maybe he's like a really skinny guy. Because this looks like a puppet. But maybe there's a guy in that. Mm. Guess we'll just have to wait and find out next week. Yeah. I'm I'm listening, Chuck, but I'm also... uh, This is definitely my last week on the show my last touch of anthony michael hall <laughs> like this is the oldest i get with anthony michael hall until we get to like uh much much older to like grown adult different looking pirates of the pirates of the silicon valley oh, bill yeah. gates anthony michael hall so this is like th- you know this is it for me um yeah I, the only thing i can think of around this time would be edward scissorhands uh, yeah yeah that was 90 um Johnny B. Good, Weird Science Breakfast Club, 16 Candles. Man, what a run. I know. National Lampoon's Vacation. What a run. Just the world at his fingertips. Uh-huh. And then puberty. Yeah. And then uh, after Pirates of Silicon Valley, Chuck, our movie, Freddie Got Fingered. <laughs> oh, God, that's right. It's like, <laughs> he was like the uh, head, right? He was like the head of the cartoon network. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He was the real jerk. Like, yeah. yeah. But wasn't he in, uh, but he had a show there. Wasn't it a Stephen King show? The Dead Zone. Oh, that was later than I thought it was. Oh, yeah. That was uh, huge, right? On yeah. USA. 2002 to 2007. Wow. I thought that was like in the 90s. I guess not. That's a good run. Yeah. they were. I remember they were pushing that hard. Oh, yeah. But I just yeah, that I was had huge. no interest at the time for whatever reason. Yeah. Because, yeah, because Chuck, it's fine. <laughs> Don't have to don't have to explain yourself why you did watch the Dead Zone. <laughs> if anybody out there, please let us know if you watched the Dead Zone. We, um, sh- uh, there has to be a fan in here. T.J. Hamilton. T.J. How many episodes us. of uh, Dead Zone did you watch in the early two thousands? Zins. The two thousands. The two thousand. I was trying to shorten it like you do, but I couldn't find it. Yeah. Didn't didn't come. Didn't come to me. I mean, it's. Six year, six seasons. There's a pretty good run, right? You know, that's a good run. Syndicated USA television. Yeah, that's, that's a, a really run. good run. That's now like, I need to watch all six seasons just in case I ever run into him. I mean, that's, that's like uh, about. you know, whole paycheck. You know, he had, he had a great paycheck for almost all the 2000s. The aughts. It was set. Yeah, right. I think the last it's thing true. I saw about Anthony Michael Hall was him in like a like a tabloid headline because he was in like a. Like a hotel swimming pool yelling at other patrons of the hotel just <laughs> off the hook, just like completely unhinged, it sounded like. I think you might have an anger problem. Oh, man. But man, what a day that would have been. If I was yeah, walking through that lobby and I glance over at the pool, 
and there's a, a beat red Anthony Michael Hall in like a floaty just screaming at people. <laughs> Everybody else around the around the pool cabanas are taking like movie. Yeah. To doing like movie pitches oh, yeah. and everyone's, deals. Everyone's taking video. The cops are yeah. have been called. Security guys I did are just like, see a sp- what are we gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. Hey, he's in Halloween Kills. That's what I was just gonna say. Yeah. Jesus. Spoilers for me. Hello. We'll see you soon, Anthony Mike. Oh. Dale, what's what's up for Bat and Spider when we get to Halloween Kills? I feel like that's like the first like like big modern release. I mean I mean, geez, fingers crossed it even it doesn't get pushed back until <laughs> next oh Halloween. Oh my god. <laughs> no, it's okay. I don't know why I brought it up on the end of this uh, very special episode of Bat and Spider uh Heber's Coffin. That's what the people love. They love the tangents. They they come for the in between. They come for the. They don't come for the right. pasta. They come for the sauce. The sauce uh, in between minutes long of silence of pasta. <laughs> There's a little bit of sauce. It's very bland pasta. It's not. A grandma didn't make it. That's what we're yeah. saying. Halloween kills October fifteenth. Stay tuned. <laughs> right around the corner. It's it's basically right around the corner. <laughs> it really is. Oh my God. I mean, even if we're watching it at home. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be very excited. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let the Halloween fever take me over. Oh, yeah. There's certain movies that I just like, like with Halloween, even like Terminator movies. And I like, and I get burned every single time with a Terminator sequel. But that week, that, that release week, I am just, I let it, I let all my cynicism just melt away, Dale. And I just become a little kid, just ready. I'm ready yes. for Arnold to come back and wow me. And I kind of uh-huh. do that with the, you know, with the last Halloween movie I felt like that. So I'm like I'm like, yes. I want the experience. Yep. That would be the only sad thing if we can't see it in a the theater. Well, Cuz that's God, that's the best way to see a, see a Halloween movie. Is that cool, Like close to opening night or opening night, bunch of rowdies mm-hmm. in there. Brother cheering for uh Michael to stomp on a head. <laughs> yeah. Some of the Maniacs. some of the good old ways. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, Dale. Let's shut this down.
Let's shut this pup down. I'll see you in Italy. Ciao, Bella. I couldn't think of anything to say. I'll see you in Italy. <laughs> I'll see you in Italy.